It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good afternoon. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and I need you to do me a favor. Buckle your seatbelt. We're going to go pretty quickly through today's program. We have two hours, and we have a lot of material to cover. I have some strong thoughts, and we have some important information to deliver. We, for the duration of this hour, are going to dedicate our time together uh, on one question, and it is this. Have we sacrificed too much liberty? I want you to stew on that thought for a moment. Have we sacrificed too much liberty? Later on, I'm going to ask you to call in and have some conversations with me about what you think on that principle. I'm also going to be speaking to some of the thought leaders and elected officials throughout the state. The Sutherland Institute is going to weigh in. Nathan Ivey from the Utah County Commission is going to weigh in. Senator Todd Weiler is going to weigh on the, in on this question of, again, have we sacrificed too much liberty as we have gone to battle against this coronavirus? That's coming up. Right now, though, I want to bring onto the air Jeff Wojcik, or Don, John Wojcik, I'm sorry, uh, KSL News Radio reporter. He, throughout the day, uh, has been following the story, the tragic uh, story, uh, out of Utah County, Utah Lake. There are a pair of missing teens who have been gone since yesterday. Uh, John, what's the latest? John, sir, do we have you? Uh, looking for an update on what's going on in this search and rescue effort, looking for the two teens missing on Utah Lake. Guess we don't have them. My apologies. The story, as you have been hearing it throughout the morning, is this. There were a pair of teenage girls from the Saratoga Springs area uh, who yesterday were out near Utah Lake to do some tubing, uh, it is presumed by authorities. There was uh, a word from Spencer Cannon, the Utah County Sheriff's Office, saying that they first received a call last night about 9 p.m. about these missing girls. The Sheriff's Office has identified them as uh, an 18-year-old Priscilla and 19, or, and then 17-year-old Sophia. I, I just got word in my ear that we've been rejoined now by uh, John. I was just getting folks caught up, sir, on where we stand on this investigation. What, what's the latest on your end? Yeah, thanks for having me, Lee. It's been an all-day affair here, and really for those involved with the Utah County Sheriff's Office, uh, this is going back all the way to yesterday. So uh, what we've heard is these two teenage girls were out on the lake yesterday. They got uh, what they're calling pool tubes, so not the kind of you know heavy-duty tubes you would get if you're you know renting on the river, but these are the kind you just buy at Walmart, you blow up yourself, and you go out on the water with. And then it sounds like you know the weather took a turn for the worst yesterday. You would win 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour, uh, and then eventually these girls never came home. The parents got concerned. They started calling. Eventually the cops showed up uh, where they thought the girl, girls were. They found their vehicle. They found a uh, car key. They found the phone, and then they found these tubes, uh, and they did not find the girls. So all day they've been out looking. Uh, search and rescue crews have been out here. County Sheriff's Department has been out here. And also the Department of Safety has had a helicopter above, uh, up in the air here looking. So it's been all hands on deck as they're trying to locate these girls. How are spirits? What are authorities uh, giving in terms of the, the prospects of the search? Yeah, you know, the longer it goes on, uh, kind of the prospects look worse and worse. And I think the tough thing has been the weather has been slightly better today, but still not much better. It's, you know, it's cold out and it's still really windy. The problem is when you're over at Utah Lake like this, it's a shallow lake. So anytime you get strong winds, that means the waves are going to be strong and they're going to be really close to one another. That makes it really tough to navigate. 
So they've got you know certain uh, different vehicles out here they would like to deploy. They've got uh, one of the boats here that has the side-scanning sonar that's over with, uh, I think that's the Department of uh, Wildlife has that boat here. They haven't been able to get it in the water because it's too choppy out there. So they have certain equipment they would love to use, but they're just kind of waiting for this wind to die down. So the later we go on without hearing any news, unfortunately, that's bad news. I think the best hope at this point is as they walk along the shoreline, maybe they can find something. Maybe these girls were able to get out of the water. They may have been injured, and they're somewhere nearby. But at this point, we still haven't heard any word of anything like that yet. John, thanks for your work. Thanks for the updates on this story. And if you come uh, across any updates on this, please give us a call, and we'll get you right on the air for an update here live, sir. Thank you. All right, uh, so here's the deal. If you go to kslnewsradio.com right now, there you will find an article on this. It contains all the details just shared with you by John Wojcik and that I have shared with you here this morning. You will also find uh, photographs of these two young women, uh, just in case you you may encounter them. If there's anything you see that could be helpful to this investigation, uh, I'm sure these two girls and their families would be very grateful. All right, so that's that. We're going to continue to follow that story throughout the morning, but now I want to talk to you about what we will be discussing over Over the course of the next hour, as I mentioned a moment ago, I am asking you this question. Have we sacrificed too much liberty? I don't want to give away my response to that question quite yet, but you may may feel in the tone of my voice that I have some strong feelings on it. The question, have we sacrificed too much? Uh, Have we sacrificed too much of our liberties in exchange for the progress we have made here on this coronavirus? Let me just for a moment share with you something that just came to my attention uh, out of New York City. And it is from Governor Andrew Cuomo, who just this morning let it be known that he has been caught off guard. As you know, New York City right now uh, and for some time has been the epicenter of the coronavirus here in the United States, the hot spot. And Andrew Cuomo has been known for the very, very severe uh, and strict orders he has put in place. They are uh, remarkable, the types of criteria and guidelines and orders that New York's mayor, Andrew Cuomo, has handed down to the citizens of that state, not just in New York City, uh, where most of the folks live, but upstate as well. And it has been remarkable, the impact on those lives being lived there in New York State after these guidelines and instructions have been handed down by Andrew Cuomo. Here I want to play uh, for you something. It's 22 seconds long, and it is New York Governor Andrew Cuomo getting caught off guard just yesterday. You know, it would help if I plugged in the microphone. Give me a second here. I apologize for that. Uh, I'm not supposed to apologize. Here we go. Here's the audio. This is a surprise. Overwhelmingly, the people were at home. 18% of the people came from nursing homes. Less than 1% came from jail or prison. 2% came from the homeless population, 2% from other congregate facilities. But 66% of the people were at home, uh, which is shocking to us. The order, backed up by force of law by Andrew Cuomo in the state of New York, was that everyone should stay home. Everyone should stay home unless they were an essential worker or had legitimate reason to be outside their home. And what happened? Well, 66% of the folks who came down with the coronavirus ended up being the folks who were following exactly those orders. What does that mean? Did we get it wrong? Did they get it wrong in New York? How about here in Utah? How are we doing? That's going to be the topic of discussion for the next three segments here on Live Mike. My guest following the break will be Derek Monson, 
from the Sutherland Institute, a smart man over at that think tank, going to talk to us about, again, this question of have we sacrificed too much liberty. Before we go to break, let me share with you the comments line because I want to hear from you, and I have set aside a segment where we will hear exclusively from you, the listener. I have a collection of Facebook comments from earlier today. I want to share those. I also want to hear your thoughts in your own voice, 801 801- Five seven five seven six six eight eight zero one five seven five seven six six eight. Pick up the phone and let me know what you feel. What is your answer to this question? Have we sacrificed too much liberty in exchange for the ground we have gained in our battle against the coronavirus? Derek Monson, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.